I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hello, everybody. It's another week, another podcast. We are going to be talking about work today. But before that, we would love to just catch up a little bit. So Katie, tell me about your week. How you been doing? I am thoroughly exhausted this week. You have been (laughs) running. I have honestly... Like, I don't know that I've had a, just a longer, more exhausting week than this one yeah. in quite possibly years. I like, <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, and I don't know, hopefully you can't hear it too bad in my voice, but I'm like on the tail end of a cold. And then I got like three hours of sleep like two nights ago. I'm just like, uh, I'm feeling the little, I'm feeling it. But um, it's all been good things, just work and church and all of that stuff um i went down to mexico on wednesday for a project for our church with um with our pastor david matranga and then a friend a fun Um, little uh little easter egg there yes (laughs) but he also you know if you know david you might be surprised to know that he has a degree in Spanish. Yeah, he's fluent. He was like a yeah. little translator. Yeah. My uh, yeah. my friend that came down with us, uh, she's Mexican, so she looks like she should speak Spanish. Yeah. And everybody would like look at her and wait for her to say something. Yeah. And then he would be the one because then, she doesn't know a lick of it. it <laughs> and was then really the, the white guy starts yeah. speaking fluent Spanish. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, but it was super fun. Um, we'll probably end up doing it again, but I am. I'm tired. How are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm also tired. It's, gosh, the last few weeks have just felt nonstop with so many different things. And I have a baby who's teething and not sleeping very well. And Love that for you. Yeah. He's wonderful. And I just can't tell you the last time I slept good. <laughs> oh. So it's okay. It's, yeah, it's, my, a, it's a time. My exhausting week is Katie's exhausting however old Owen is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a little bit longer than that because the end of pregnancy is no joke either. Yeah. You're not, you just don't sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we have a really busy weekend coming up with our college ministry and it's just, it's going to be run, run, run for the next oh, yeah. foreseeable future. But yes. it is a good problem to have. We're we're thankful to have lots to do. Yeah. We would love before we get into this episode, I promise this isn't going to take long. We want to tell you guys more about the Patreon yes. that we are starting up. And it is active. It is running. You can go right now to the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You can go to our Patreon and subscribe. And we have three different tier options for you. But in all of those tiers is included the thing we are the most excited about, yes. which is our book club that oh, we're starting I up. I am so excited. We're so excited. Katie and I both love to read. And mm-hmm. so this felt like kind of a natural first step for us to create this community that we want to talk about. We've heard from a lot of you guys. You've reached out. You've said that you're loving this podcast, but we would love to connect you to each other. We would love to connect you to us and have some more conversations so we're not just talking at you all the time. But the first book we're going to be reading is Mere Christianity. It is a favorite of Katie and I. We talk about it all the time. We were both laughing, pulling up some like high school and college papers that we've written (laughs) on Mere Christianity. Yeah, we were like reading it to each other. Like, do you want to hear my high school essay? (laughs) Yeah, very proud of ourselves. Feeling so eloquent. Uh, Yeah. We'll link it. You know, we'll link those essays. (laughs) Absolutely not. But we (laughs) we truly love this book and we have found some great resources and study guides that we want to kind of bring together for you guys to to get into this in a way that isn't just reading, we want to process, we want to deepen our understanding of the Lord. We want to challenge each other. And yeah. so you can go right now, any of the subscription tiers, you can 
subscribe to as a patron and you will be given access to a weekly discussion on Fridays yes. that we're going to be taking turns leading mm-hmm. and yeah, more details to come on that, but you can go and subscribe right now. And the first yeah. book club isn't going to be until Friday the 24th. So you have a little bit of time if you want to, you know, figure it out, get your yes. stuff together a little <laughs> bit, but we truly could not be more excited. And yeah. I know Katie too, when I've listened to podcasts before, I've kind of questioned, why do you need patrons? Yeah, like, what do you need my money for? What am I paying you for? (laughs) So if you want to just speak to that for a second, we want to be totally transparent in why we're asking you for this and what that investment means. Yeah, absolutely. So this absolutely takes money to produce um you know we pay for our our studio time yeah, and we're not doing this out of our house right no we we're in a studio so that costs money we also have like a host network we run through and that is a subscription and our editing software and all of these things mm-hmm. and you know and so the costs add up right. and we would love to continue to produce like this quality for you guys Mm -hmm. and and more in the future and in order to do that we would really love support and so that is what yeah uh, that's what the money's going towards and And a nordstrom you know (laughs) shopping spree just absolutely not that we're cutting that out just no i'm so sorry (laughs) greedy greedy i'm so sorry but we we truly would love for this to be an investment for you that if you're supporting us we want to bring in speakers that are experts that we pay to come and be here. We want to be able to give you guys merch someday. We want to be able to do these things that make this a thriving, valuable community that adds value. So just total transparency. We wanted to get that out of the way. Now to the meat of it. Yes. Today we are talking about work. And I know it's like, oh, yes, work. Yeah. So I had so many songs. I just wanted to start singing and I didn't. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate you nodding <laughs> that because that would have cost me some time and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but this is a big topic. And I know it's easy to hopefully you're not hearing this and like, oh, I don't want to hear about work because today we're actually going to be talking about some things because we know that that is kind of the attitude around work. But we believe it's God given for a purpose. So we want to dive right in. Does God want me to work hard? Uh, yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. We're going to spend the next 30, 40 minutes or so trying to convince you of that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's important when we're talking about work to go back to its original design. And the fact is, work is originally a gift yeah. from God. Work is a blessing. It is not a curse. In Genesis 1 and 2, we see that at the very foundation of who God made man to be. Actually, backing up even before that, yeah. God worked yeah. to create the universe. Yes. He spoke and did a work and created the heavens and the earth and everything within it. Uh, and it was beautiful. And he yeah. created man in his image to partner with him in creation, yeah. to work in the garden. Uh, that work was relational in mm-hmm. nature, right? It had a purpose of partnering with God and working towards growth, literally like the growth and the fruit of creation, also of humanity, right? He told us to be fruitful and multiply the work of having dominion, which he gave to mankind and a work in relationships to, to build relationship with the Lord, to literally create more people, to have relationship with each other. Like that was what it was intended to be. Work when following that original design is constructive. It's Mm. partnership with God to tend what he has given us. Yeah, And so that lends to the definition. I'm going to just lay it out for you right now. What is work? Work, as God created it to be, improves, creates, adds value, 
builds relationships, grows the kingdom, and any and all combinations of the yeah. above, right? Work when following this original design is uh, constructive. Yeah, it's meant to build up. This isn't something that uh, was added in in the fall. Like this is something mm-hmm. so inherently built into God's original design for who we're supposed to be and who he is and what the world is supposed to be that, like Katie said, it, <laughs> Genesis 1-1 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. We see um, he gets right to work. <laughs> yeah. And it's not something that stops there. It's a then we he partners with man mm-hmm. to cultivate the earth and to have dominion over it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so easy to feel like maybe we've strayed too far from this to ever reach back to the original design because it was absolutely perverted by sin and Mm -hmm. by the fall of mankind. And we're going to talk about that more, but at its basis work is God honoring and God glorifying and it's worship because it's what we're created to do. And, um, yeah. And it's not meant to be something that we go and do in isolation and like bring back to the Lord. Like, look what I did. Right. It's meant to be partnership. It's meant to be something that we have communion with God in. And sin came into the picture. Genesis 3. It doesn't take yeah. long to get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh, right. about three chapters in. Yeah. We had a couple, right. good, a couple good verses there. Yeah. But in Genesis 3 is the fall. We're not going to get into all of that, but is the fall. And dun, there dun, is dun. a, you know, part of, <laughs> part of the curse. Work is one of the things that is cursed, right? And into the picture yes. is brought toil and yeah. suffering and the sweat of our brow dissatisfaction, purposelessness, and struggle. All Mm -hmm. of this um, is actually able to be redeemed. That's the good news is that (laughs) because we have Jesus, we have the victory that he brought over sin and death. Work is just another thing in the world that's able to be redeemed through and in and because of the kingdom of God being advanced in the world. And so there's hope, right? Work doesn't have to just be struggle and toil. That doesn't mean that we don't have to work hard, Yes, but it's fully able to be, to be redeemed because of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the fall brought in this ability for resentment towards Mm -hmm. something that God created to be so beautiful. And so right off the bat, we see humans now resenting this thing that God created to be beautiful and honoring and worshipful. And we see that pattern, of course, in the Bible of so many different things that God created to be so good and God Mm -hmm. honoring. And then we've, um, we've perverted and we've twisted it. Sin has like poisoned the way that we experience yes the gift of work right it's, yeah. it's it's poisoned the application and the living out of that yes. work but work itself is still a gift yeah absolutely we've gotten caught up in the the sweat of your brow part of it yeah and uh don't pay much attention to the fact that work was already something required of Adam and something Adam was designed for before mm-hmm. the sweat of his brow was even introduced right. you know and so I think that Um, It's so, so important to understand exactly how God views work and how it's modeled in the Bible and how we see it played out in scripture, because this is something this is a standard we're still held to today. This isn't just like, oh, that was for the farmers. (laughs) No, (laughs) right. No, this is this is us as human beings made in the image of God. We have an inherent need 
yeah. to work and to be productive and to create and to partner with God in this dominion and, you know, in this fruitfulness that he's made us for. Yeah, absolutely. And we were brought into um, creation through God's workmanship. He yeah. created us. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, <laughs> we're created for good work. And God prepared that before the, before the heavens and the earth were even here, he knew that we were created for work. And so um, I think that it's just this constant uh, having to come back to scripture mm-hmm. to realign ourselves as we have to do for any other thing that sin has touched. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I am so encouraged by this passage in Isaiah 65 where the new heaven and the new earth are being described. And it is worth reading this entire chapter for yourself. But there's a specific section uh, that I think is encouraging to us as as workers, (laughs) as laborers, that this is what perfect work is supposed to look like when it's completely redeemed and brought back under the uh, back into submission to the Lord. Yeah. Verse 21 says, they shall build houses and inhabit them. Again, this is heaven, right? Yes. This is when like, <laughs> like the lamb has won. It's all done. This is perfect. Yes, this is perfect. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, mm-hmm. for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Wow. Right? Man, I was, chills. I was reading this passage last night in our like show notes <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that is just like, what it's hope? so powerful. What hope yeah. we have there? So much hope. And aside from this topic that we're talking about of work, just like what a joy we have set before us. Mm-hmm. Um in life with the Lord, because I, I think about, I mean, this verse, verse 23 really just gets me the, they shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity Mm -hmm. for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Like we, we won't be bearing children to suffer the calamities of living in the world because we'll be living in perfect peace with the Lord. I don't know. It's, there's something so, so comforting about this passage, but to tie it back into what we're talking about, um, they're working, <laughs> they're yeah. building houses, they're planting vineyards, they're doing all these things. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make it any less heaven, you know? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we've all experienced tastes of this. I know C.S. Lewis, not the, <laughs> this is a C.S. Lewis podcast. <laughs> yes. No, but C.S. Lewis. Our man Clive. <laughs> <Yeah>. C.S. Lewis. <laughs> speaks of this, like that longing, Mm. that longing that we all have and those tastes that we get of there is something greater. There's something more Yeah, where we've been working on something or we've had a creative idea and we felt such satisfaction in the work and the effort it takes to bring that thing about or to work towards that thing. Not always. Right. But we've, we've had those little glimpses and tastes of that. And this is so comforting and encouraging to think that we will have that complete satisfaction, not in the work itself, but because we are to be the children of the Lord. We are to be in perfect relationship with him. We're to be working for him and with him and through him in these things. And the satisfaction of 
the work of our hands is going to be the fruit that he brings about. It's it's yeah. so encouraging. And that isn't, like Katie said, just a thing for heaven. That's a yes. thing that we, through Jesus, are able to experience now. Absolutely. And God has equipped us for these things, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't leave us high and dry to try and figure out what we're going to do because where he has designed something to happen, he equips. So we see this in different points in the Bible, but just laying out gifts and strengths that he's given to people and how there's varied gifts within the church and we're all made to contribute to the kingdom. Right. And I think that's truly beautiful. Yeah. And how all those gifts and talents and abilities and those intrinsic things, Mm -hmm. how they prepare and equip us for particular roles that God has laid out and has called us to fill. Uh, Some you know, places in the Bible that talk about these almost job descriptions yes. within the kingdom of God. There's there's functional, there's practical gifts, there's all these different things. But you can look in 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, Romans 12. There's lots of places. But 1 Corinthians 12 also talks about us as being the body of yeah. which Christ is the head and how within that body, every part has specific functions, has a specific role, which is a combination of your gifts, your strengths, your commitments, and your roles in life. Yeah. And this can be different in the different stages that you're in. But those desires that you have, those things that you're good at, those things that you were born longing for, those aren't things that God wishes to leave you unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. And those are things which he has placed in you to point you back to him, right? As the author and finisher and perfecter of those things. But those are things that are an opportunity to come to the Lord and for him to satisfy you and to give you a role and to give you a job and to give you a calling to live out on this earth that isn't, again, just for heaven, but that we get to enjoy in the kingdom on earth. Absolutely. And I think about like these giftings and strengths that the Lord has given us, and they're not purely just so that we can feel like better people. Like, well, I've got strengths and giftings. They're not purely for our enjoyment. We find enjoyment because we find joy in other people's giftings and the strengths that God has given them. But they're not just for that. These gifts help us contribute to the collective building of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. which in its very nature is work. Even the term building the kingdom insinuates labor of some sort. Mm -hmm. The kingdom is not built with idle hands, but rather those who have decided to work hard for the Lord using the gifts and functions given to them. This isn't something that happens when you sit back and watch. Um, This happens when you work hard Mm -hmm. because building the kingdom, like I already said, there's there's a verb there. You know, we are building the kingdom. And I think of actual literal like a building project that is hard work and Mm -hmm. it takes so many different skill sets and tools and strengths. And that is what we are created for. It is to expand God's kingdom. And at its very core and at its very nature, Mm -hmm. that is hard work. Yeah. Good work, but hard work. Yes. And I I think it's important, though, to say that the work that we do for the Lord and as children of the Lord, like he has made us to find satisfaction in it. It's mm-hmm. not just this hopeless toil that we've come to expect. It is something that can be deeply satisfying. When he placed Adam and Eve in the garden, they had fullness of joy in in relationship with him they had yeah. fullness of joy in relationship with each other like those those callings and those specific 
roles that he gave them in the garden were meant to be satisfying. Yes. Like we don't have to settle. Yeah. We don't have to settle for the fact of this life is only suffering. Yeah. We can, again, I've said this several times this episode, but because of Jesus, we have access to that relationship, that walking with the Lord that they gave up, right? We have access to that. And in that is, is deep joy is deep fulfillment. It's not something that is just meant to, you know, get up and grind and hustle and struggle every day of your life. It's, it's a deeply satisfying, enjoyable thing. I think about like, especially the stage of life I'm in my age group where we're figuring things out and we're trying to decide what to do with our lives. There is an overwhelming attitude of, you know, I don't want to be tied down to any job. Like Mm -hmm. that's like the nightmare to wake up and be stuck in the, you know, have to go to work every day, like all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's just not biblical. Like, and I, this isn't to say that I have not bought into aspects of that, you know, but it's not all struggle and strife. It, there is deep satisfaction when you are working for the Lord, for his kingdom and that can be done anywhere that can be done in any stage of life from any point in any job in any anything and maybe you're thinking like well i sell insurance like i don't know (laughs) like is this really the work yes because you have the opportunity where you are at to build the kingdom and you're contributing and you're working hard and you're doing all your work as unto the lord that is that's a calling that is expected of us in anything we do all your work as unto the Lord. And when you are doing that, you are being God honoring and mm-hmm. God pleasing and glorifying and worshipful. Yeah. And that truly can be done anywhere from anyone. Mm-hmm. We would love to take this chance to zoom in a little bit. Yeah. Specifically on as this pertains to us as as young women and mm-hmm. us as women across all the different stages of life. Like we've said, every stage is an opportunity the direction in the garden that God gave to be productive, fruitful, and to have dominion wasn't just given to Adam. It was given yeah. to Adam and to Eve. Yes. We all have a job to do. We all have a place in which we've been given dominion where we are to improve things, where we are to make yeah. things better. And I would love to maybe step on a little, <laughs> step on some toes here. Step on them. <laughs> do <laughs> it, Katie, do it. We, <laughs> We're going to spend this next section addressing a couple extremes that we have seen in regards to this topic. One is the idea that women are not to work outside of the home in any capacity. And the second is that the other end of the spectrum, women are no different than men and our work is exactly the same. Right. This Uh, is like a wildly swinging pendulum that we see um, from the beginning of time of like, just not being able to find a good middle ground, but these are the extremes that we see uh, that we see people fall into. Yeah. To do this, I would love to take a look at a couple different examples of women working in the Bible in different mm-hmm. capacities. And one I would love to address a little bit is the story of Deborah. And She's one of my favorites. She's the best. <laughs> this is an example that there is a there is a time for leadership. Yeah. Right. There is there's a time and a place for leadership. This is in Judges 4 to 5, if you want to go there and read this for yourself. But Deborah is praised for her leadership and for her faithfulness and her fear of the Lord. She is actually the only judge that is also called a prophet. Mm. And that puts her in the category of like 
Moses, right? Like that puts yeah. her in this Like high she's category. real cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. God used her to lead Israel in the defense of the helpless and the oppressed. Mm. Yeah. That is incredible. That's a job. <laughs> That's, That's a work. big job, right? She literally commanded an army and set battle plans. She was deferred to by mm. the commander of the army. And God used her to physically lead an army, (laughs) which is not necessarily a feminine position, right? But she was someone who was empowered by the Lord to bring about righteousness on earth. She was known for for her wisdom and for her her fear of the Lord. And this just, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into this one, but this just goes to show that there is a place for women in this taking of dominion, right? Mm. There is a place for women in yeah, absolutely in service of the Lord in in all capacities, right? And in, in in roles that aren't traditionally female. We have stories all throughout the Bible of mm-hmm. of women in the Old Testament too, and and in the New Testament of yeah. women uh, taking these positions and doing it in a way that honors the Lord. Yeah, that doesn't mean that every woman has to be in this position, yes. right? And that doesn't mean. Whatever. We don't need to go into all the all the caveats. I'm but just it means gonna, you can. Yeah. And that there's a spot for you in that. Right. And that God can absolutely bless that and use you. Right. You know, you are not exempt from this call. Right. Women. You are not exempt from this call. Like <laughs> right. it is not, you know. Yeah. If anything, this should be more of a challenge, right? Yes. Of, of if you are a woman who follows the Lord, what has he called you to? What are the injustices or what are the things in the world that you see that you feel a burden for that deep compassion Mm -hmm. that you have it's something that likely god wants to use you in absolutely you can speak into those situations and you can uh the lord uses you the lord will use you in mighty ways when you are obedient to his will and um that is not gendered (laughs) you know what i mean like obedience is obedience and so um Stepping in to the world when you see, like Katie said, these injustices that the Lord has put on your heart, that is not stepping out of design, Yeah, <laughs> but that is absolutely a part of taking dominion over the earth right. and building God's kingdom. You're a part of that. Right. Another example, and this this one is lady wisdom in yes. Proverbs 31. I don't want to be woman too. Herself. Yeah, the woman herself. I don't want to be we too. We love her. We hate her. <laughs> She's We've Proverbs all been compared 31. to her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this is not just for women. Lady wisdom is a teaching that bookends the entire wisdom book of Proverbs yeah. and is a lesson for all of mankind. And this chapter uh, is answering the question of what is a valiant capable woman or person, right? What are the attributes that make this person um, to be praised? Yeah. And underlying all of it is fear of the Lord, just like in the beginning of the book, right? That this Mm -hmm. woman does these things because she fears God, because she is in relationship with her creator. Yeah. But so here are some of the attributes that make a a person or a woman valiant or capable. Strength, Mm -hmm. trustworthiness, intelligence, right? She benefits her home. She makes an income. She's creative with the problems that she solves. Generosity. Mm. And she controls her tongue, right? These are, these are the things that mark this woman. Can you practice all of these things in a career? Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. You can. 
Can you, as a woman, grow in these areas by working in your home? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no, there's no distinction there. We are to carry these attributes and these traits forward with us in whatever role we occupy. Yeah. Wisdom and valuable work is to be a priority wherever we find ourselves. There's no limit on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no like location specific. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, wisdom and valuable work. It's just <laughs> wherever you're at, wherever you're planted, whatever stage of life you are in, that is required of you. Yeah. I think when we get into this discussion of women working in and outside mm-hmm. of the home, we tend to either... Well, we tend to either overemphasize the value of making an income Mm -hmm. yeah, or we tend to think that there's no valuable in having a career or making an income or having a ministry outside of the home or any of those things. And part of wisdom and work in general (laughs) is knowing priorities, right? Mm -hmm. And being, being submitted to the Lord, being someone who is, has a deep fear of the Lord and there's priorities in life. There's family, that sphere of influence that you have, right? You have that first sphere. There's ministry. There's all these Mm -hmm. other things. And you got to know what can't break. Yes. Right? Like you got to know what's too valuable to be compromised. And family is one of those things. There is deep value in choosing to work and to be creative and to add value in your home. But that doesn't mean that there is no value in the things that you do outside of the home. Yeah. And so I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to make this a whole thing about like telling you if you should or should not have a career as a woman or whatever those things are. Um, I think that the point is that if you are a mother, if you are single, if you are anywhere, if you're a grandmother, any of those things, you have unique giftings, talents, and abilities Mm -hmm. that equip you for roles that you occupy in your life, yes. whether that be a role in a job, whether that be a role in your family and wherever you find yourself, you are held to the same standard as anyone else to yes. use those things in fullness in yeah. service to the Lord. That is the heart of what we are trying to say here. So, um, yeah, Katie, what would you say is an example of the work in your stage of life that you see yourself applying yourself toward? Well, I think, Right now, my work looks like investing in the community around me, like my my community. As all of you guys know, I'm working at my church right now, and that's not always fun work. But I'm in a time in my life where I have more flexibility to work in in a specific vocation and devote a lot of time to it. And I don't want to take that for granted. I'm in a season of my life where I have a lot more flexibility, just logistically in my schedule. I have more free time. I'm not raising a kid. I'm not trying to build a marriage. I, I'm single. I live at home. Praise the Lord. I have the, this opportunity to still live with my parents under their roof. So I have um, just a lot of flexibility to truly dig deep and work hard in the areas of life that I've been placed in. So that's work, mm-hmm. that's ministry, that's, you know, whatever, whatever that is, um, working at the church, leading a small group, I'm able to really dig in and be well prepared for those things and to, um, go the extra mile in some areas that 
who knows what that'll look like when I start having kids or when I get married, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, just logistically, I have more, I have more time. I don't know. It's, I don't want to take that for granted and I don't want to disregard. I think we talked about that in, when we were talking with our moms, like not wishing away a season of life and not taking it for granted. Mm -hmm. And that this is a specific area of the season of life I'm in that I don't want to um, abuse <laughs> or take for granted. And that is the flexi just flexibility in my schedule to uh, be more devoted to things than I might be able to in the future. Yeah. yeah. But what about you? How is your work different from me? I, I love what you said about not taking for granted where mm -hmm. you are. A little bit of background on me is I have always wanted to work. I've always yeah. wanted to produce and be productive. I find in this time of my life that not taking for granted where I'm at means not taking for granted my baby while he's young, mm. not taking for granted the fact that this next time of my life is a time of sacrifice in a lot yeah. of ways. I am really thankful that I have a husband who wants me to be able to not only be home with our kids, but also to do things like this, to yeah. have a job that I go to, to do things like that, that are using my giftings. But for us at this time, my priority is Owen, is my yeah. baby. And that doesn't mean that I'm not able to do these other things because quite frankly, I am. But not taking yeah, that for granted. Right. <laughs> but not taking that for granted yeah. looks like those other things being in submission to the Lord, right? Yeah. Like if if I knew that those things were getting in the way of me being a good mom, yeah. I might have to take that to the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and I might have to be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely know that it is possible to to work and to be a mother and to still have those priorities in order. My mom did it. I am so thankful for that. Yeah. I know that the work that I'm doing right now is something that I'm equipped for that I'm called to do. Yeah. And also just like anything else in my life, if this isn't something that's submitted to the Lord, if my career and my motherhood are not things that are submitted to the Lord, I can very quickly be in sin yeah. and in disobedience. And so my work is a lot of things. My work is the job that I do. Yeah. My work is this podcast and other ministries that I do. Yeah. My work is my baby. My work is my husband yeah. <laughs> is being a wife that adds value to his life. Yeah. My work is also my home. Mm. It's tending to it well and making it better every day. And I need to constantly be in prayer and in discipleship that is bringing light to when those things get out of whack and correcting me and bringing yeah. me back into obedience to the Lord. And so, you know, I've heard this example before, and I think I said this about what things can't break, but this example of, you know, life is like juggling all yeah. these different balls. Some of them are plastic, but some of them are glass. Yeah. And so life gets crazy and you can drop some things, but you better not drop the glass yeah. things. Those are not replaceable. Yeah. And so I constantly with my husband and also just in my own walk with the Lord have to be bringing those things before God saying, okay, what am I, am I stewarding what you've given me? Well, and so for now, I think I am, <laughs> but that could change a week from now. That could change right. a year from now. That could change when I have more kids. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like, but again, that's a personal 
conviction and a personal obedience kind of yeah. conversation. Um, I think an important delineation <laughs> to make in uh, in this conversation is work is not the same as being busy. Yeah. Um, and oh, just this is so good. And this occupying is occupying your time. <laughs> man, in conversations we've had as yeah. well. I know we both struggled with this. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I uh, one of the big parts of my testimony is for a long time I have absolutely tried to woo God to <laughs> to mm. have my salvation. I felt like I needed to yeah. um, jump through all the hoops and do all the backflips to like win <laughs> win God's affection. And it's exhausting and it's not sustainable. And it's also not what we're called to do. And so um, just speaking from that place of experience, mm -hmm. <laughs> we would love to share with you uh, some of the differences, but also some of the, the hindrances that busyness causes. Yeah. Again, this is a C.S. Lewis podcast. <laughs> so we have a quote for you. Yes. Uh, we thought this just fit so perfectly. And this is from one of his lesser known works called Letters to an American Woman. It's a collection of yeah. letters that he wrote back and forth. I actually bought it when Katie yeah. sent me this quote. Yeah. But this quote is so good. Don't be too easily convinced that God really wants you to do all sorts of work you needn't do. Each must do his duty in the state of life in which God has called him. Remember that a belief in the virtues of doing for doing's sake is characteristically feminine, characteristically American, and characteristically modern, so that three veils may divide you from the correct view. I love I know. this quote. It's, it's so, so good. good. And of all those three, all those things, I'm all three. <laughs> right. Feminine American. Well living in a modern world <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. it is so so good and i love the ending part where he says so that these three veils may divide you from the correct view they're veils they're uh they're covering they're your lies. view they're, they're yes they're, exactly they're lies of the enemy Absolutely. meant to distract us meant to keep us too busy for time with the lord meant yes. to keep us too distracted to hear from god meant to keep us too weighed down to spend time in the word yeah. like these are not busyness is not yes. something that God has asked of us work and labor are. Yeah. But this, this leads us into our next topic, which I think is helpful and important to talk about in this conversation. Rest. Rest is an essential part of work that God has designed yeah. from the beginning, literally from creation. He rested. He set the standard. Yeah. Being overworked is dehumanizing. It causes yes. suffering. It harms the other priorities in our life. Yeah. I love what you said here, Katie, in our in our show notes that you're not a hero. We're doing all the things <laughs> all the time. Yes. And this is I think this is the lie I bought into for a long time yeah. is this makes me more pleasing to the Lord. Um, for, in the verbiage I use here, I'm a hero for doing all the things. And it's just not true. It's a veil between me and the Lord. Yeah. Because I don't have any time for obedience yeah. <laughs> when I'm doing a, you know, a circus act all the time. Yeah. Um. It's just busyness. It's yeah. just clamor and it's noise and it's clamor. Yeah, that's a word. Clamoring. Yeah. 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 It's sure. noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and that isn't what pleases the Lord. I think we see this in the story of Mary and Martha yeah. to to put it, you know, in a very common example, but um God didn't favor busyness. <laughs> yeah. He favored obedience and submission. Well, and it, it didn't impress him. Not like we're looking to impress the Lord, but right. it wasn't something that drew his attention. He was like, he was oh, like, you must love me more. Yeah. Right? Oh, shoot. <laughs> She's yeah. making dinner for three hours? Yeah. And That's it's not that pleasing. he doesn't appreciate 
like work and mm-hmm. effort and worship, but it wasn't worshipful. It was, it was yeah. proud. It was about her impressing God. Yeah. And being better than her sister and be more, you know, whatever that looked like. Right. And it's not necessary. It's not asked of us. Yeah. On the other side of this coin, being underworked, not having value yeah. or purpose and not working hard. It's unsatisfying. It's aimless. Yes. It like decreases our motivation. And so the gift of Sabbath, the gift yes. of rest, of having a rhythm of life, of work and productive labor with regular scheduled rest yeah. is a gift from God so that we can be, as his people, fruitful workers. Yeah. And that predictable restorative rest built into our lives gives us energy to work hard. It yeah. gives us the energy to depend on the Lord and to say, okay, this is all yours anyway. Everything you've yeah. given me, including my body and my energy and my time and the roles that I occupy are gifts from you. And if I'm not depending on you and turning to you and trusting you first, mm. I'm not going to be able to do these things well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I've failed at Sabbath <laughs> a lot. Um, and recognizing its importance as something that... Um, it's a commitment. Right. And it's <laughs> it's also not just Old Testament. Right. Sabbath right. is a design and a rhythm that works, first yes. of all. But we also see it in the New Testament and Hebrews 4, 9 through 11 says, A Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. <laughs> for those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as Wow. That is cut and dry. Yeah. That is very point blank. And right. um, you need to take a Sabbath. You need to rest because just as important as work is, so is rest. Uh, but rest differs from laziness, right? God wants us to be refreshed in our rest, not numbed. So maybe our perspective of rest needs to shift a little bit. Um, is it laying at home watching Netflix all the time or is it doing things that are constructive and restorative? Right. And we're not like the Pharisees. We don't have all of these like limits and rules and restrictions on what that rest is to be. But we have also a higher standard. We've said this in every episode, I think, (laughs) but we have a higher standard of the spirit Mm. speaking to us. Yeah. Telling us what that looks like and convicting us. Right. So yeah, maybe if this isn't something that you do or something that you're used to, bring this to the Lord. Ask him, yeah. hey, do I have a Sabbath? Am I honoring you in this way? What are things that you would have me do to rest? Like what, how would you have me care for yeah. my relationship with you and for myself and for my family? Whatever that looks like, right? It doesn't have to look like not lifting a finger and preparing yes. all your food the day before and the things that it yeah. looked like in rabbinic exactly. law. But... Like Katie said, it might not be vegging out and disconnecting. Yeah. It might look like investing in time with your friends and family. It might look like taking a slow morning with your kids. It might look like taking a day where saying, I will not do homework today. Yeah. Every week. It doesn't matter if I, I actually have a friend that their family did this growing up is they were not allowed to do homework on Sundays. They just straight up were not allowed to do it. And so if you didn't get it done Saturday night, you were going to wake up early Monday and do it or it was going to be late. Yeah, because we honor the Lord in this, and I think that's I think that's so cool. I think that is, and really I don't cool. think that means everybody needs to do that. Right. But again, right. examples of that conviction is different for everybody. So yeah, it's an example that even rest when done properly 
produces fruit. Um, the fruit is a spirit renewed and mm-hmm. eyes fixed on the Lord. So God, just as much as he has a plan for work, he has a plan for rest. Yeah. Um, and with that, we want to just, we want to encourage you to go work hard and rest in the Lord. Yeah. And I, I would encourage you to, if you're frustrated or um, confused or yeah. looking for a job to do that is satisfying, bring those things to the Lord. Ask yes. him where I am. How can I work in a way that honors you, that points to you, that serves you? And how can I rest in a way that creates dependence on you? We need him for everything. <laughs> yeah. Literally without his spirit, we can do nothing. We can do nothing of value. We can do nothing yeah. well. So I would encourage you to go to the Lord, to spend time in the word, in the job and in the role that you occupy right now. Ask him how you can honor him yeah. best through it or if you know that there's those talents and those things and those those things that excite yeah. you within you, ask the Lord for ways to pour into that and to invest in it so that you can be honoring him with every part of your yeah. life and every part of yourself. So Absolutely. that is all we have for you today. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at the yeah. Katie's Podcast. You can reach out to us via email at the Katie's Podcast at gmail.com. And check out the show notes, check out that Patreon. We would love to engage with you in this book study. Yeah. We promise it's going to be valuable. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It is. It's just fun. Yeah. Give it a, give it a little looky loo. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll be there and we want to connect with you. So, uh, definitely utilize those, those social medias and the, and the email and everything. We love you guys. Yeah. We really do love you and we love, um, this opportunity. So we will talk to you later. Yeah. And Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye.